Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm so excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. Girl, strap in. It's going to be a blast, okay? And if you're an OG listener, hey girl, hey. Hey boy, hey, what's poppin', what's good? Welcome back to another episode of your fave, Manifest Daily. Y'all, let me tell you something right now. Okay, this intro is going to be a little bit short. We're not going to vibe like we usually do. And, and let me tell you why. It's because tomorrow I will be recording a bonus episode for this week, which is going to be up on YouTube and on the podcast. And we're diving into some tea. I asked y'all on Instagram, like, what y'all want to see for the YouTube video. And right now, I literally put it up, I want to say like five minutes ago. And right now, the option that is winning by like a literal landslide, like I'm talking 99% of the votes, is me talking about dating older men. Now, I got tea. I literally like went through and I made an outline. I was in a meeting y'all, but I made an outline of like what I want to talk about, like covering how I started dating older men, how how much older than myself they are, what the dates are like, what these men are like, all these things. Cause I feel like I've discovered something. And I feel like some of y'all girlies been new. Like this was, this was it. I don't want to say too much. I want to say too much y'all. Cause I got, I got to talk about this in a video. Like we gotta, we gotta sit down and I got to spill tea. So because I know myself and because I know I am so excited about this conversation that like, I feel like if I keep talking in this intro, I'm going to talk about everything I want to talk about in tomorrow's video slash podcast episode. I'll spill all the tea. This is why we're keeping the intro short today. So like I said, I'm recording tomorrow or maybe Wednesday. Honestly, I'm not sure. It depends because I'm waiting for the shirt I ordered <laughs> to come in through the mail so that I can wear that for the video. It says it's going to be delivered tomorrow, but they said between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. And baby, that's a wide window. That's that's like a whole all day job. I'm working overtime type of stuff right there. So I really hope it gets here at like an 11 a.m. A 1 p.m. Perhaps that would be beautiful, acceptable, amazing. I do have a nail appointment tomorrow though. Oh, you know what y'all? I might actually record this on Wednesday because right now my nails, my nails are giving atrocious. They're giving grime. They're giving awful. Like y'all know I'm very much a proponent of going to the same nail person. Maybe you don't know, but let, let me say something. When you find a good nail lady, a good hair person, a good whatever it is, like whatever services you like done, massage therapist, almost a massage artist, but I mean, they're, they're working art on the muscles though. But when you find someone that you really vibe with, that you really like, stick to them, stick to them. Don't try to sway. Don't try to be like, let me go. No, no, stick to what you know. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. So I went to get my nails done and I went to the same place I always go to 
but my girl wasn't there. She wasn't there. And I remember it was because I was going on a date, which I will talk about that date in the video that we're filming tomorrow because it was with an older man. But I was going on this date and it was a second date. And I just like my nails were grown out. They were giving ugh, they were giving messy. And I was like, I can't go out with this with this man and my nails looking like this. So I said, let me call up the salon. Let me try to get a last minute appointment. And so I usually go once a month to get my nails done. And usually it's at the beginning of the month and I get dip and it typically lasts. Like my nails grow pretty fast because I get dip on my natural nails, but it typically lasts. And yeah, by the, by the third, fourth week, my shit's looking real grown out. However, I can typically deal with it, especially if I don't have any plans to like go anywhere. It's like, okay, just stay low key, whatever, like, you know, but I was like, let me call them up, get a last minute appointment. So I called them. And it was like, your girl not here. I was like, when's she coming back? They're like, she on vacation. I said, well, damn. So I said, I need an appointment today. They were like, you could come in, you know, get your nails done by so-and-so. And so they know me at that salon. And like, the reason I go to the woman I go to is because the woman who does my toes, she, I told her, she knows how particular I am. Now I'm not a Karen. I'm not going to get rude. I'm not going to be rowdy, but I'm very, very particular and detail oriented about my nails and my toes. And I just don't like the process really of getting my nails and toes done. So I want someone to make me feel comfortable while at the same time doing a, a really amazing job. And so she recommended the woman that I go to now, but like I said, she wasn't there. So they're like, we could have you with so-and-so. And I said, I usually get my nails done by this person. I was trying to let them know your girl's very particular. Okay, don't recommend just anyone to me. They put me with someone else and she is great. Like I've had my nails done by her before, but I don't know whether it was like the prep or if it was a specific color that I chose. Cause you know, some dip powders, I feel like they don't come out looking as good as others or whatever it is. Cause y'all know I usually get my French and French is the same two regular nude pink and regular white. It's, it's the same thing every single time. But I was like, let me switch it up. Let me get a Barbie pink. And so I switch it up, girl. Mm -mm. one of my nails then broke okay because I think she did she didn't do enough layers so it's like my actual nail broke so on this one I'm gonna have to get a tip next time on another one like the clear polish is coming off and cracking and like dirt has gotten under it so it girl it's a mess it's a mess and I'm trying to like set up a date for this week I say that because I'm speaking it into existence because I'm not really talking to anyone right now I mean I I guess I kind of am like I kind of am I don't know like there's no date set but I'm like I'm gonna have a date by the end of the week and so I gotta have my nails on point I can't be going on, on a date first impression with my nails looking like this and some of y'all may say well guys won't even know this anyways well they will because I'm gonna be like look at my nails <laughs> they're cute aren't they <laughs> so <laughs> honestly though I just am not feeling my nails right now and they're not not great. So anyways, I'm going to get my nails done tomorrow. I'm like, this is such a tangent. I said, short intro, seven minutes later, talking about my nails. Stay tuned for that. And yeah, so in today's conversation, we're chatting with Kim Johnson. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear this conversation because we're talking about digital community. So Kim is the head of community over at Geneva. If y'all know Geneva, it's this app. She gets into like what the app is, how to use it, all that good stuff. But essentially the app is all about creating and fostering communities. And so she is the head of community at this community app called Geneva. Kim is one of the pioneering thought leaders behind digital community. She started her career at Glossier, 
which she dives into in our conversation. And she built their community from the ground up for five years. After her time at Glossier, she took her passion for creating a space for connections and landed herself a role at a company solely focused on growing and nurturing communities. So as the head of community at Geneva, Kim focuses on helping brands and creators and community leaders of all kinds to build their communities intentionally and build it with this beautiful purpose around their passion. So I, again, I'm super excited for this conversation because when I first got pitched for Kim to come on the podcast, I was super excited because as you guys know, we have a community for Manifest Daily. But as I mentioned in the last episode, the community has been on sort of a hiatus. I feel really passionately about the community because when I was really pushing it to y'all and y'all were really joining and coming in there, we were having some great conversations. I felt like it was not even the start of something amazing, but like it was just a really great place for us all to be, to have these conversations, to meet each other virtually, to like build connections, to foster relationships and do all these things because when it's just the podcast and when you can only have like one-on-one conversations with me on social media that I may not see or that you know like not everyone else is able to participate in it makes it I think a little bit harder to foster that feeling of community and foster that feeling of friendship and connection through the podcast and through everything else that we talk about here so I'm really passionate about that and because of that I'm in the process of relaunching the community so you guys know that The second podcast is launching next month and I also am bringing back the newsletter because that's something that again fell to the bottom of my parties list and I miss that newsletter so so much because that was a way for us to connect as well for me to showcase resources to shout people out to just like have another intimate conversation with y'all on the times or on the days rather where we didn't have a podcast episode. I will be working with a new community manager to help me so that's not just going to be me. You're welcome to join um Again, don't really expect any conversation or much happening in there right now. I really am putting together the plan for that relaunch, if you will, in August. So it's going to be a bit quiet until then. The newsletter as well. I will link down below where you can join the newsletter because again, that's going to be coming back full force in August and I am going to be working with a new email marketing manager for that as well. So basically the whole theme of this is exactly what I was telling you on that last episode. Like you got to, you got to figure out like how bad you really want something and come correct. Like don't come halfway. Don't come a quarter of the way. Don't be shot. Like come correct fully. And when I sat down and had that conversation with myself of what that looked like, I was like, okay, you're, you're saying you have all these things to balance and da, 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 and time and whatever. It's like, girl, hire some help. Stop playing. Like, why are you acting like it's so impossible to find help or so impossible to let some things off of your plate in order to grow? So the way I see it right now is, you know, I'm bringing on additional contractors and freelancers to work with me on these different things that I really value, but I just haven't had the time to really put my all into them. And I'm like, let me hire the help. Let me get the help to do this. And let's let's really like go in. So I just think that a lot of times we make excuses for ourselves when we don't want to fully apply ourselves because we're either afraid of, you know, what if I fully put myself out there, fully try to jump into this thing and it doesn't work out? Does that mean I'm a failure? What if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? Like we have all of these hypotheticals that hold us back from truly applying ourselves. And the thing is, if you never 
jump in, if you never dive in 100%, if you never are super vulnerable, super open, if you never fully go after that thing, you will never know if it will work. You'll always have that regret. You'll always have that thought in the back of your head. And I just feel like I've been doing certain things for years, like really trying to go after this vision. And I'm like, I'm at such a good place where I can go all in. And I haven't been doing that. And it's it's because of fear. It's because of the fear of everything that is on the other side. And I'm just like, I'm done with holding myself back and with self-sabotaging, essentially. So August, community's back. Um, new podcast launches. The emails are going to be back. That being said, subscribe to the YouTube. Stick with the podcast. If you, uh, if you listen on Apple, Spotify, I would love it if you could leave a five-star review. Y'all know, y'all know the algorithms. I ain't got to say much. I ain't got to say much. But if you enjoy the podcast, if you've ever shared it with a friend, I truly appreciate you. Feel free to leave a five-star review. And yeah, so I think that's it for all my updates. Anything else, I'll talk to y'all about it on Instagram. I've been more active on Instagram. I've been more active on TikTok. Pretty much on both of them every single day. So feel free to follow me on both of them down below for any updates outside of the ones that I give y'all here on the podcast. And yeah, I know I said this would be a short intro, but clearly, clearly whenever I say that, it's just going to be quite the opposite and I'm going to ramble. And um, that's that's just basically that. So I look forward to chatting with you guys tomorrow. Let's go ahead and dive into this conversation with Kim. It's going to be so, so good. Grab your water, grab your tequila. Oh, baby, I had some tequila shots this weekend. We're going to talk about that tomorrow though because girl, mm, messy. But grab your tequila, your hot chocolate, maybe your orange juice, and let's go ahead and get into this episode with Kim Johnson. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Manifest Daily. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, of course. I'm excited to have you on as well. So for anyone who is listening, who's not familiar with you and your work, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and who you are? Yeah. Um, so I'm Kim. I, I lead community at an app called Geneva. We are essentially a chat app, like a souped up chat app for communities. So you can think like everything from book clubs, sororities, run clubs to a lot of creator led communities, podcast communities, brand ambassador programs, activist groups, everything in that in that range. Um, and so my work is really everything from like um, really helping community leaders kind of of all sorts, like build for their people, um, build spaces online that, you know, are community centric and, um, you know grow and thrive and all of those beautiful things. Um, so that's me. I'm from New York or I'm not from New York. I'm from DC, but I live in New York. I've you been claim in New York. New York. Like 10 Girl years. <laughs> I know when I get into, um, I got into an Uber and this, the, the guy who was driving was like, Oh, how long have you been in New York? And I was like, Oh, I'm not a New Yorker. I've only been here for 10 years. He was like, you can claim it. I was like, I don't think I ever will. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever will. I'm just like not comfortable. With that. <laughs> I feel like real yeah. New Yorkers would be like, girl, no. Um, but 
I live in New York and um, yeah, that's me. That's my work. Oh, I love it. Well, I love that. Okay. So the first time I ever heard of Geneva, um, this influencer that I follow, Kenzie Elizabeth, she has a podcast as well. She, yes, love her as well. Love her vlogs, her podcast, everything. She has a Geneva chat situation. So I joined that and I was like, oh, this is a vibe because it's like Facebook groups, except you don't got to deal with like the mess of Facebook because you know, Facebook is just, oh, girl, you go on there. It's a whole thing. Girl, (laughs) it really, it really is. Just get over on Facebook. I can't go on there. But love Geneva. (laughs) Love the vibes over there. So I'm so curious, like, how did you end up at Geneva? Like, what has your career path looked like? Yeah, yeah, it's a really good question. I definitely was not in tech. Like, this is my first tech role. Um, So I'm like a tech tech girl now, where I definitely was not before. (laughs) Um, I, so I used to work in beauty, actually. I used to work at Glossier for seven years total. So I actually started into the gloss, which if folks remember ITG, I mean, it still exists, but it was like, I think in its like heyday, heyday in like 2013, 2015 kind of vibes. Um, and so when I was in school in New York, I went to college um, in the city. I interned for Into the Gloss um, before the brand, before Glossier actually launched. Um, and then I hopped over to the brand side doing community there, basically from the brand launch through 2020. So my work there was like, you know, very, in some ways, very similar to the work I do now, but in a lot of ways, like quite different. I was totally focused on like building and, um, celebrating the community around the brand. And so that meant everything from like creating our, what at the time was a community Slack group, because the only alternative for my community was like Facebook groups. And to your point, I was like, I really don't mm-hmm. want to do that. So <laughs> we're going to have to figure something else out. It was that it was ambassador program events, all of these wonderful things. And I, I always tell people like, in a way, I feel like I have gone, I went from like leading community in one place, like one individual community to now just getting to support and watch like hundreds of communities grow and thrive so it's really really cool evolution of the work that I do but yeah I started at Glossier in beauty and I honestly because of the fact that I had created our community on Slack and I was so shocked and frustrated that there really wasn't an alternative aside from Facebook groups I was like this makes no sense and so I got connected to the team and founder building Geneva in 2020 when it was just an idea like no product and in 2020 or no 2019 2019 oh, oh my god but that's still so recent though like I know wow yeah so in 2019 is when we really started the team really started like conceptualizing the, the, the app and I was like this is so cool the mission was like build a space for communities that is modern that's fun that's accessible, but also like super robust and gives communities everything they need, events, chat, video, live stream, everything in one place. And when I heard about the idea, I was like, okay, I love this. I'm, I just want to like support from the sidelines. So I watched and supported from the sidelines for about a year until I was like, you know, I want to hop over. So I, I joined the team in 2020. Oh, wow. I love that it's so recent, too, because it's like, yeah, I don't know the whole every time I hear about someone like starting a business or like starting an app or something like to go from an idea, like a concept in your head to an actual thing where you're like, involving other people. It's it's just so fascinating to me. 
I know me too. And I think, and you know, in a lot of ways, and I'm sure we'll get to this, but I, in a lot of ways, I think that building community is really similar to that. Like you see so often, it's really interesting for me because right now with the work that I do at, at Geneva, I spend a lot of my time just talking to people who are building community, whether it is people from a brand like the team at Rare Beauty or a creator like a Kenzie or um, someone who like is like has a massive group chat for their alumni network and is like, I just need a better place than WhatsApp. Yeah, literally, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like and group chat on your phone. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think it's really interesting to see people, especially creators, like building community from the ground up because it actually is super super similar I think to like building a business in that way like there's so many elements that you have to consider and and so yeah it was really interesting to see the company go from an idea to a product to okay there's like real people using this yeah. app it's a really really fun kind of journey and I feel like we're really just getting started too which is really cool yeah you are um, I definitely do want to touch on the community thing because I have so many questions around yeah. that. But before that, I kind of want to ask, like, what does your day to day look like? You mentioned a lot of conversations yeah. with like, you know, the business owners or the creators. But for someone who's like, maybe this is something I want to get into. Like, what does it look like for you? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I I feel like everyone says this about their job, but I feel like it's really true nowadays that like no day is really that similar to the last but I would say the most common things in my day are I mean we're such a small team that we're very all hands on deck so I lead community and I have a team um, of like a community manager and people on my team who are incredible but we're still all hands on deck in terms of answering support emails or things like that um, so I really like navigate with the team all of those kinds of things every day but but most of the time it's um, either helping community leaders who are interested but don't know where to get started in terms of building Geneva, like um, get started on the app, you know, make sure they have everything they need to kind of get up and running and that they're feeling good to supporting um, or just making sure that the community leaders who are already on Geneva are doing really well. Um, and then there's like partnerships and our leaders program, which is kind of like our um, ambassador program of sorts, um, and everything in that realm too, which is really, really fun. And it's, I think for us, one of the things that we feel really strongly about is that the best story that Geneva, that can be told about Geneva is actually the stories about communities using Geneva, not about us or the product itself. And so as we do more marketing, we're starting to enter into doing more marketing and storytelling. And that's a huge, huge, huge piece of it is like yeah. figuring out who are the people in the communities to like shine a light on, um, whether it be related to a moment in time. Um, like we had this community spin up during the formula shortage um, like a month ago of moms who were like organizing, getting formula to other moms is incredible. So just like, really figuring out who of the communities that are building with us are the great people to spotlight, shine a lot, light on support, et cetera. Um, so it's a range of those, those things from like very mm -hmm. in the weeds to, to out of the weeds and thinking stuff. Yeah. Which I like, cause I mean, I Me work too. at a pretty small company as well. Um, so, and also manage a team. So it's like, sometimes it's like managing them but then also sometimes yeah. I'm like having to go in and like do an actual thing and like get in there which I like because it's like I don't know every day is different you're not always doing the same like monotonous monotonous 
what is the word? Monotonous? 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 Yeah, I think Monotonous. so. Monotonous. Why would I add an extra M? Oh, girl. Anyways. But, like, yeah, I, I love. love like that. <laughs> girl, I'm like, can I even spell? But I can, though. But I can. <laughs> but, y'all, like, I just love, like, a workplace where things are different. And you get yeah. to, like, try different things and also, like, learn different skills as well. So I love yeah. that. Um, the other thing I would add, too, is I, I do also spend a lot of time with our product team um, because our team is so in the weeds on the ground with the communities we mm-hmm. spend a lot of time kind of like talking to and sharing with our product and engineering teams like what we see what we hear and that feedback loop is so important but it's also it's new for me because I've previously didn't work at a tech company so it's really cool to see how you know feedback gets incorporated and in how you build an app like this um, yeah. so that's a, that's a really fun piece too that's that's new for me and, and I'm enjoying it When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Our minds are so powerful. Not only can shifting our mindset help us to manifest our preferred reality, but taking care of our mental health in general helps us to experience life in a much more positive way. In the same way that you take care of your car, you know, you take it to get your maintenance or whatever, or you go to the gym to stay physically healthy, taking care of your mental health is crucial to a happy and fulfilling life. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps, but there are also plenty of ways to support a positive mindset as well, such as journaling or practicing mindfulness, and there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Therapy is such a powerful tool to incorporate into your practice for mental health. It's great to have friends or family that you can lean on and chat about your feelings and struggles with, but sometimes you need to chat with an actual professional who can give you the tools to help you learn how to process and properly heal. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat online therapy sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera, even if you don't want to, and that way you can always do your sessions in your favorite room, like me, whenever I have Zoom meetings. And I know that therapy can get super expensive which is why i love that BetterHelp is so much more affordable than in-person therapy plus you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours our listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com manifest daily that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com manifest daily thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode I love that. Okay, so now we got to dive into the community question because I was literally chatting with someone about this other day about the difference between like community and audience. And let's Mm. talk about it. When a creator or brand is thinking about building a community, I think a lot of times people instinctively jump to the numbers. Like I want a million followers. I want a million subscribers. Like always the million too. It's like, wait a second, (laughs) hold on. (laughs) I always say too, and I said this in the recent podcast episode, like a million subscribers or a million 
followers, whatever, does not mean that you have impact on those people and does not necessarily mean that those people are there, that there are a million people in your community. So help yeah. us like understand what's the difference between audience and community in terms of like a brand or creator deciding to build a community. Yeah, I think the simplest way that I think of it is, and I agree with you completely, like having an audience does not mean you have a community and you can also build a community without an audience. And so I think, um, I think those two things are really important for people to like know and recognize, but I think of audience and community and the difference as like audience tends to be one way conversation, right? So people are engaging with you because you they love what you have to share because they're learning etc but a lot of that relationship between you and the people who are you know following you or subscribed or whatever the case is kind of them consuming content or information or ideas from you um which is super important and i think one of the things that i like to push back on a little bit is the idea that like community is better than audience which i think sometimes people now try to kind of make, which I don't agree with. I think they both serve different roles. So it's a kind of a one-way conversation, right? So like social media is really great for building an audience because when we have Instagram or we have TikTok, you have a comment section, but that's kind of the extent to which you can really have conversation. Community is about like having a 360 conversation where it's not just focused on you, but rather you can kind of facilitate connection both with your people and have two-way dialogue that way. But I think really what's the most interesting thing about community is like you're facilitating connection between people, right? And so that can mean, you know, with Kenzie as an example, like, you know, she's created this community now where women in Dallas are meeting up and having drinks and she's been the facilitator of that, but that connection has, has happened organically amongst people who are part of that community. And so I think that that is, that's the way that I see the difference. Um, Sometimes I like to think of like community for people who have an audience community is that like one step deeper, almost like, I don't know, in my brain, I think of it as like a tree. It's like closer to the roots or something of, of the relationship that you build with your, your people. Um, and I think, yeah, so that's in the simplest terms, I would say that's kind of the differences I see it. How do you see it? I see it the same way, honestly, like, especially when you talked about facilitating those connections between the people in your community. And that's something that I so I started working on a community fell off because it just be a lot of things going on but I'm like <laughs> I want to bring that back because yes. there are so many people that like reach out to me and they're sort of going through something that I know someone else who's like reached out to me is going through and I'm like I just want to connect y'all like I yeah. feel like y'all should talk yeah. or you know other people who are in Dallas and I'm like I want to do like you know something for us all to get together not to be like a meet and greet because I don't want y'all to meet and greet me I want to have like dinner like let's go get drinks yeah. like let's turn up you know what I mean exactly. so like these are your friends or yeah. these are your community members or whatever label you want to put on them but yeah just facilitating those connections and being able to also deliver information in a different way so when you talk about events or just like being able to bring the community some sort of information that they didn't have before and it doesn't necessarily have to be from you so totally. the way that I see it is like I could bring someone else into the community and be like okay we're having an event where so and so is going to speak and teach us about this thing because like it's something that's interesting to most of us or all of us and it's yeah. not me delivering the information because I'm going to be here learning too so totally. that's totally. kind of how I see it yeah I see it as like kind of a, a it's almost like it's a bit democratized you know um in the sense that you know and I think what's really beautiful about that especially for creators who 
are used to kind of being the focus of the conversation is it, it takes a little bit of that weight off. And I think communities that run really successfully and really organically are the ones where members feel the same kind of ownership and accountability for the safety and like health and um, you know, conversation in the community as that, that person who started it does. And, and Mm -hmm. it, it allows, you know, creators in particular to be a part of the conversation in a way that I think is really nice. And I've, I've heard from so many creators who are on Geneva that there's this feeling of like, oh my God, I'm like with my people, but we're having real conversation. We're really like, you know, I feel like I can kind of take a load off a little bit. And I think that's a, that's a really important piece for those kinds of communities that, that I think is really, really cool. And I'm excited to see how they evolve too, because I think creators are becoming more and more um, invested in, but also just like super strategic, honestly, about the role that community plays in the in their whole ecosystem. Yeah, because I think if we go back to the conversation about audience and community, yeah, like just the idea too of if you have a large following and you are trying to maybe promote a certain product or do something, it's like if you have an engaged audience, like, yeah, they're going to buy from you, they're going to you know, want that thing or whatever. But if you have a community, you can really like speak to that product and talk about the pros and the cons and really like dive deep and have different conversations about that thing with your people. So they like, it's like, they know they can trust you already, but you're going a level deeper, like you said, and you're like, listen, let me, let me tell y'all, let me give y'all tea on what's going on here about this brand or this thing or whatever. And they can truly trust, you know, whatever you're, the information you're bringing them and make that decision with, extra information so yeah I also think that's important too especially when we're talking about like how influencer marketing is shifting and I yeah. think community is definitely becoming a bigger role in that um yeah. and not just being something where or not just being a person where you're like on this pedestal and you're so separated from the people that follow you and the people that want to engage with you you're actually again part of that conversation and encouraging them to like bring you ideas and like whatever yeah and I think we like live in a world with so much information like we have kind of like information content overload nowadays and we don't have as much conversation it's kind of weird it's kind of weird um and so I think I think there is a the thing that I see and hear a lot for you know communities whether it be about um mental health like we have this incredible community that um was started on Instagram and then now has a, a home on Geneva um, called Sadie Baddies, which is also an mm. iconic name. And it's like for black and brown women talking about mental health, right? Like those kinds of spaces where you can go from, okay, I relate to this. I'm consuming this information on social media to like, oh, I'm actually having a conversation about my own experience with someone who can, who can relate. Those are, um, the, the trust that you mentioned, it, it has to be stronger. And I think deeper when you get into the, into the community space and, um, to your point earlier about numbers and, you know, trying to hit a certain number of people, I think that actually when you align building a community with growth and numbers, um, you're going to have a really hard time building a true community and building one where there is trust, right? Because trust comes from like slow steps over time. And that's one of the things that I think when talking to anyone about building a community, I really try to underscore is 
starting small is actually really important when you're building a community because if you think about it as kind of like a spider web, if you start at the center and you build out, you'll actually have much kind of, I don't know, thicker connection points, I guess, or stronger mm-hmm. connection points than trying to build one web. So, so that's kind of the way that I always visualize it. Um, but I think that to your point, starting small and intentionally with who's there and why they're there is really important to building a space that does have trust and where those con- kinds of conversations can happen. Yeah. Quality over quantity is what I'm hearing. Exactly. <laughs> Which I love. Um, so what are some other traits that make for a really strong and connected community from what you've seen with the communities that you work with? Well, I guess to echo what I was just saying, starting small and and intentional in the sense that you are bringing people into the community who have really expressed that something like this is like a value to them, right? Um, Because you can have a ton of followers who are like, I'm down to follow what you're up to and, you know, consume, listen to your content, but I'm not really interested in the conversation piece. And so it's important to know who is, who is kind of, I think of it as raising their hand and interested in Mm -hmm. conversation, because those are the people who are going to be your you know, kind of core contributors in the early days and um, really help you define the feel and culture of the space that you create. Because again, it really isn't just you, like the community runs on everyone there being kind of invested and um, showing up in a really authentic way. And so starting small, really intentional with who you bring in and also allowing them to kind of really help you shape how the community feels, maybe, you know, what kinds of conversations you have, things like that. Um, Second piece, I would say, is early on kind of establishing co-ownership with your community members. And so I've seen this done, um, Code with Classy, which is a community, uh, it's essentially a summer camp for young women interested in coding, and they have a community on Geneva. It's really cool. They have a community on Geneva and they have, I'm shouting them out because this is a really cool framing that they took that I love. They have a couple members of the community they call their hype squad, which is basically like girls who are part of the community who help welcome new members, who like facilitate conversation, who keep an eye out if anything like weird happens, um, who share feedback about like what people are liking, what they're not liking. I think that like having that kind of co-ownership with members is so valuable to communities. Um, It really helps not only like democratize who kind of is, you know, driving the conversation, but then it makes other people feel like, oh, cool, I can show up here too. Like this isn't just about the person who started it. I can show up, ask questions, share my experience too. Um, So I think that's also a really, really nice thing to do when you're, you're starting a community. And then the third thing I would say is create the space for like feedback questions ideas because as much as you do that the more people will again feel that sense of like we're building this space together um yeah and and I think that that's really valuable yeah I think it's definitely important especially in the beginning because you can't do it by yourself it's literally a community right so you can't be sitting here having the conversations by yourself or like coming up with everything by yourself so but I, I do think people need to feel comfortable and they need to feel invited to know that they should be giving their input on yeah. that conversation. So 
um i know at one point in time in the community that i was building it was like we had like polls or when you came in it was like a question of like what do you want to see in this group why are you here like what are you looking for like how can how can this community essentially serve you right but i love the idea of like a hype squad i think it's very similar to if not the same as like the admins on facebook like i'm in this one group that's super huge it's like a woman new to dallas group and so there's some um admins in there who they you know they look for the trolls they like make sure (laughs) they have to approve the comments or approve the questions things like that but yeah it's nice because you know that there are people who are like they're overseeing things so that you know you feel safe you feel welcomed um it's like that welcoming crew like all that good stuff so yeah yeah Yeah. it's like party committees kind of (laughs) exactly like we about to turn up in this group so like (laughs) you want to see yeah so for anyone who wants to start a community right so whether they have like a specific interest or I don't know maybe something that they um kind of like you mentioned the group where it was uh formed around the formula shortage anything like that would you recommend that they start on a platform like an Instagram or a TikTok and create content and and build the audience and try to convert them over to like a Geneva or just start with the Geneva or start with both? You know, it's actually something that we're thinking a lot about on our team right now, because what we see is that there are so many people who are starting homes on Geneva, whether it be right now, there's a ton around like different cities. So like someone in um, Kansas City might be like, oh, I just saw Kenzie's home where she's talking about Dallas things. I want to create my own version of that. But it can be hard to get that kind of community up and running if you don't, to your point, have like an audience that already exists. And so we're actually thinking a lot about that and doing a lot of works to help people who are in that exact place find their people on Geneva. Um, But I think I would say a a balance of both. Um, I think building an audience is like really hard. And I think that people who have done it don't get enough credit for how difficult it is. Um, And I don't think that should be the thing that stops people from building a community that they know that they want in their own life. And so I I think that, you know, finding your people on social, even if that's just a few, is really valuable. Um, But I think there are other ways to to go about it, right? There are so many existing um, social pages or spaces that probably relate to stuff that you want to build your community around. So finding your people in those spaces um, can actually be a really good, good way to kind of approach, you know, when you've kind of hit a number of people that you think, okay, I'm going to launch my space. Maybe it's just 10 people. Like you, you really don't have to think of it as this massive number. Um, starting your space and then I think importantly, owning the growth of your space in partnership with members, right? And so whether that's encouraging people to invite two friends a month who they think would, would love the community too or things like that where the growth feels is really organic and you know people are bringing in the people they know want to be in a space like that. I mean, having an audience and having people who are really interested in kind of the same stuff that you are is always helpful, but I don't think that it is the, is a requirement to building a community that, especially if it's something that you personally just want to exist in the world to, to building that. And, and soon you'll be able to like find your people more on Geneva, which I'm really excited about because it will, it will really help people who, who want to build that space, but don't have an audience do that more easily. Take action today for a healthier lifestyle with Everly Well. 
Their at-home lab tests and vitamins and supplements can help you get the knowledge and support you need so you can become a healthier version of you. Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you and get the answers you need, like the woman's health test or the food sensitivity test. Everly Well also has high-quality vitamins and supplements to support your overall health. Choose from a variety of options, including vitamin D3 and omega-3 fish oil. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you with everything you'll need in one package. To take your at-home lab test, simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results will get sent to your phone or device in just days. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help you guide the next steps in your treatment plan. If you order vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's so simple. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals, and you should too. For listeners of Manifest Daily, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash manifestdaily. That's everlywell.com slash manifestdaily for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash manifestdaily. Thank you again to Everly Well for sponsoring today's podcast episode. It's, it's sort of like the chicken and the egg conversation of like which one you do first, but I think whichever one you decide to do first, like you're going to encounter challenges with building, right? Because either way, whether you start with community, you start with audience, like you're starting from, I mean, in this specific example, you're starting from zero. So you're starting from scratch and you're trying totally. to get people to be interested in whatever conversation you want to have, or you're trying to find the people. Cause I think a lot of times, like the people are there, they exist obviously, yeah. but it's like, where do you find them? So yeah. it's also about thinking creatively in terms of how you put yourself out there and how you're sharing your community or sharing your content, because either way it's about putting yourself in the spaces where those people are looking for someone like you or something like your community. And that I think is the code to crack the cheat code, if you will, it's not the algorithms. It's, it's how do you find where the people are? Find your people on the, yeah. in kind of the pockets of the, the internet or, or whatever the case. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We've had a lot of communities grow from TikTok. And I think to your point, it's like, you know, just the way that that platform works, it allows people to kind of like get a little bit more shine, even if they don't necessarily have a built-in audience in the way that they might on Instagram. And so we've definitely seen a lot of uh, communities, one around ADHD, one around... Um, you know, young women moving to London kind of pop off there, which has been really cool. We do have, I will say, we do have a Discover Home section in Geneva. And so one of the things that we're doing this summer is really kind of evolving that to be even more kind of built out. But what that allows today and what, what I'm really excited about is for communities that are smaller, that are like, hey, we just want to find our people like a, a vinyl club for people who love music or a knitting club, which are some of the ones that are in the discover section, actually like, you know, get their community in front of the people that that want to be a part of it. So um, there are definitely ways and, and, and I think only more to come, really. I think that right now we're really reliant on social media to kind of find and our people in that way. But I, I think that's going to evolve a lot. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned sort of the discover and the homepage and being able to like showcase creators or communities. Um, because I also think that part of that is 
is the networking or even just kind of like being discovered, if you will, by some of these apps, because that is power, right? So whether it's Geneva putting you on like a spotlight or homepage or in a blog post or it's Spotify posting Manifest Daily on a chart of like a new podcast to listen to, like that exposes you to people that may have never seen your content before your community and they can come in and be like, oh, let me take a listen. Okay. I like her. I like this. I want to be here. Like, let me, let me settle it. Let me grab a yes. drink. I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> so yeah. it's, that's part of it too. And I think that is kind of, it, it's part luck, but also a bit of networking. Cause you could know someone, but I mean, a lot of times I find when those things happen to me, I don't know anyone It just, <laughs> I'm like, it's just God being like, it's your time girl. Yeah. It's funny because I actually, Someone made the comparison to Spotify yesterday, um, and I thought it was a really good one. And I do look at them a lot when I think about, you know, how do we facilitate discovery? Because I think that they do a really great job at, you know, helping you find things you might not have otherwise found. And I think that as we go into the next few years, like that is such an important piece, I think, of building any kind of app or product like this is really um the opening up of, of new spaces, new content, um, as opposed to kind of relegating you to the circle or network that, um, you know. Um, so I think it'll be interesting for us to, to see how that evolves on Geneva, but, but yeah, we've started a little bit and, and definitely more to come, which is fun. Yeah. I'm excited to see how you guys approach that. Um, because I know that, Instagram's particular approach to it was not, you know, people didn't take that well. <laughs> yeah, like when they yeah. just started pushing random yeah, posts on your feed, it's like, okay, <laughs> like, whoa, 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 what whoa, is whoa, this? Whoa. Like, what is this? Yeah. So same mission, right? So like between Geneva, Spotify, Instagram here, but approach definitely different and feedback definitely different. So so I'm interested to see how you guys approach this. What are your thoughts on purpose for the community, right? And like the why, because who was I? I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, you have to have like a, a bigger why, which I think is super important because like chasing money, chasing followers, chasing numbers. That's like one thing like, yeah, we need money. Like, yeah, your followers might help get you money, but like it's not the end all be all for like life and happiness, right? And fulfillment. So what is your, I guess, what's your thought on purpose for a community and how should someone who's like attempting to start a community think about purpose? Is that something that you think happens organically before the community is even formed or does it form over time? Yeah, it's a good question. So it's funny because answering these questions, like community is at the end of the day, one of the most like core human, <laughs> like fundamental human things that exist. And so a lot of the way that I think about it and that I, I always encourage people to think about it is in those ways, right? In the ways that are like, you know, when we think about community in our neighborhood or community amongst the, the people that we grew up with, like you, those kind of core fundamental values, purpose, et cetera, are still really important to communities online today too. Um, I think purpose is super important. I think if you don't know why you're starting a community, then you definitely need to ask yourself if you should be starting one. It's going to be really hard for people to, know why they're there if you don't know why they're there. And so I think having a mission um, is essential. And I think the communities that I've seen be really successful are ones that started from, you know, whoever the person who started it, really just needing that space themselves, needing and wanting a space like that themselves, right? Because when you create something that 
you know is of like real value to you, it ensures that you're actually showing up in a way that is organic, that's that's authentic. Um, but but also I think allows for you to have empathy and show up for members and ensure I want to make sure this space works for you all too. And so um, I think purpose is super important. And um, I don't think there's a, I don't know if there's like a magical route or special sauce for finding the purpose, but I think it's really just about what is the space that you wish you had. And, and if you can identify that and you can say like, wow, I know exactly what that is then that's probably a community that you should build. And I would start there, honestly, um, and work out, work outwards. That's a simple purpose, but like, I don't think purpose needs to be this complex, huge, like you're literally changing the entire world with your Geneva community. (laughs) I mean, that could be it, but, but I don't think it has to be that, right? Dream big, true. But I don't think it has to be that. And even just being like, I didn't have this space and this is something I want and I'm going to create that and say it's like you and 10 other people, but like you impact those 10 other people in such a massive way because this is something they really needed. Like that is you fulfilling that purpose for the group and that community. And you never know what those 10 people can go on to do and who they can impact because of the fact that you created this and brought them in and like connected them. Yeah. It's, it's funny. There's, um, there's this queer book club on Geneva called Saf Lit, which is pretty incredible. Started by a book talker um named Nina and she started the book club because she was like I wish that I you know I wish that I had a book club of all these people who are following along with my content but we're talking about the same books but don't really have a way to communicate about them and what was so incredible about that space is that her creating that space and it growing to I think it's like 4,000 people now um globally which is like incredible has facilitated a lot of other people starting similar spaces kind of um out of inspiration of that right so Mm -hmm. there's a I think um a writer's group that kind of started from a group a small group of members in that book club who were like wait we love this we love writing why don't we start our own kind of version of a writer's club and I think that that is like the perfect example of when simple honest purpose can drive to something that like has such incredible ripple effects. Um, and, and I think that that's how communities honestly get made. I think it's like people being a part of something that's important to them and then knowing that they can do it too. Yeah, no, I love the simplicity with it. Like, I think the more complex you get, the more, I don't know, it just feels harder. It feels like you have to like push through more to like get to what you actually think is your end goal. Whereas when you keep it simple, um, what is isn't there, is that a quote? Keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Oh my God. Yes. It's, I was literally about to say that. That, okay, yes. that is so funny that you just said that. My best friend said that to me like a year ago. I don't know why she said it to me, but <laughs> she said that to me a year ago. And I still think it all the time. Like whenever anything is getting too complicated or stressful, I'm like, hold up. And I think keep it simple, stupid. I was about yes. to say that's, yes. that's the mentality. I love it. It's giving minimalist for life, <laughs> but, still, like, but still like stuff, friend. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what about nurturing the community? I think this is the part that I have like the most, I guess, questions around because how yeah. do you keep a community engaged? And this is where I found that I was struggling when I was starting to build a community is like, 
you want to have all these things going, but at the beginning, keep it simple, right? You don't want to yeah. be doing too yeah. much because especially if it's just you as the main um, facilitator and yes, you're bringing in other people like your hype squad, whatever the welcome crew, but how yeah. do you nurture that community without people getting bored or wanting yeah. to leave or feeling like it's pointless that they're there? Yeah. So I think the first thing I would start with is like we mentioned about having a space for ideas and feedback. I think having that, especially in the early days, as you said, is so important to keeping the community engaged, right? Because you then have this loop where you might actually say every Friday, I'm going to ask members to share, hey, any ideas or feedback about the space, right? And you make that kind of a ritual in your community where you open up the door for ideas and then you're able to continue to evolve and build the community um, in a way that serves people. Uh, and I think communities are one of those things where there is not really an end state. Like you don't, you don't ever hit the like, Ooh, okay, I did it. I built it and we're good. It's always evolving because your members, your, the experience it, is in constant evolution. And so um, evolving the space and the feel and the experience is important in conjunction with that. The second thing I would say though, is I think rituals, I mean, community people always tell you rituals are such a, an important piece of community building. Um, but I think rituals are so key for keeping communities engaged, but also building a culture within a community. Um, and so I think of rituals as things that you kind of set up in the space that you all do together on a kind of regular recurring basis. And that can be anything from like, you know, a Monday affirmations moment where everyone shares like their personal affirmations on a Monday morning or, a monthly kind of like Q&A where you bring in someone who's like sharing, um, you know, whether they're an expert on something or, you know, speaking about a topic or even just like a weekly like live hangout in a video space where you're just like catching up and chatting, things like that, um, that feel in kind of ingrained part of the culture of the community are really important kind of touch points for members to be able to say, oh, there's this thing that I know always happens in the community and I might not be able to make it this week, but maybe I'll make it next week, right? And you give them something to always know is there. Um, so I would say those two things are super important. And then just like, I think that leading community is a very humbling experience <laughs> because you you learn very quickly what people do and don't like, whether it's because they tell you explicitly or because, you know, you do something and people are like, I don't want to go to that. Um, and that's okay. And I think that th the most important thing for people who lead community to keep in mind is that it is ever evolving and it is ever changing. And so being comfortable with that and, and being open to that evolution and knowing that it's serving the greater space um, is a really important piece of, you know, enjoying what you build because if you're not enjoying it then that's gonna be, it's gonna be really hard to keep it up yourself um so I think I think those three things are really important mm -hmm. I definitely love um the rituals one I as you were talking I was like oh it's so similar to to how um if you're building an audience or you're doing content creation where you have yeah. like a specific day where something goes up so like the podcast episodes go up on Tuesday so people know yes. like every Tuesday when I miss a Tuesday oh I'd be getting the DMs they'd be like girl what's going yes, on I'm like wait exactly exactly <laughs> I'm coming right so it's but you give people you know 
a time and a place and like uh here's what to expect which i think is really nice as someone who likes to plan it's like i like to know what what's going on and when it's going on so i can plan my life accordingly yeah and it's like you have these like moments together right and it's like everyone who listens to the podcast knows okay thursday at 5 p.m like we're all going on we're all about to tweet or you know and i think that is such a that's such a like communal thing that everyone can like feel excited about and you can always make kind of a a moment within the within the community I think those are really important yeah I agree I love that so I'm curious like what your favorite tools are besides obviously Geneva we know love Geneva um what are some other tools that you find yourself either using or recommending to the people creating communities um for either building nurturing or maintaining a community yeah it's a great question um I First and foremost, we love Airtable on our team. Um, So Airtable is like a very, very easy to use, but like much more robust version of like Google Sheets, basically. Oh my Um, gosh, I love a Google Sheet. (laughs) Same, same. So I got to swap to Airtable, you're telling me? Honestly, I mean, so Sam on our team is like the Airtable master. Like he is like the keeper of the Airtable. He's so good with it. I'm like, how do you do this? Um... But we use it for just like keeping up with everyone and, you know, making sure that we kind of have a log of like last time we chatted with someone or things like that. And, um, you know, I this is like the unsexy piece of community, but it is so important to like build a CRM of sorts or track your relationships for community. Because when you're building a community and it starts to grow and it's successful and it's everything is thriving that like ease and comfort with which you knew everyone's name and you knew all the details about people's lives and you could connect this person to that person, that gets harder and harder and harder. And so it's really important to start from, you know, day zero, basically building a space that you can, where you can make sure that as you grow, you still have a foundation point for knowing who your people are and and what they want and why they were there and, and all of that stuff. So we love Airtable for that reason. Um, the other tool that I would recommend is probably, I do type form a lot. I'm, I'm a big believer in surveys. I think that when you're building a community, it's always good to ask questions, give people things to respond to. Um, so, you know, if you're building a community, you've got to have your, whether it's your Google form or your type form, those are very important. And then the last thing I would say is, Aside from Geneva, I would probably say, um, honestly, I would probably say Notion. I mean, people have like really used Notion in ways that are just like beyond belief to me. I, I'm, I still feel like I'm a Notion noob in some ways, even though I use it every single day, but people have made like full websites on Notion. So I am obsessed with that option for people on Notion. I think if you're like someone who wants to build a community, wants to create a kind of centralized hub of information or resources, and you want to do that in a way that's like accessible and not, you know, you're not a a tech wizard, um, Notion's probably a really good tool for that. And I've seen a lot of communities do that really well. Yeah, I literally downloaded Notion a few weeks ago. I'm like, I'm gonna get good at this. And then (laughs) I was like, listen, let me just open up the notes app on my, (laughs) I still, it's so funny. I still go back to my notes app. It's so good. So simple. But one thing about notes, it's going to be on my phone and it's going to be on my laptop. and It's going to be on my iPad. So it's like, it's right here. It's right there. 
literally it's just grocery easy. list um i write down my monthly goals and they're like everything goes in my notes <laughs> it's so funny too i mean i just i feel like i could talk about this for a long time cuz i my teammate is like also notes obsessed and i wonder if it's something about the way that they've made the app feel that it just is like easy I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think about things like that a lot. Now that I work in tech, I'm like, how do y'all? <laughs> what's the what's the UX behind it that right. keeps me coming back? <laughs> right. I'm like, now that I'm in the know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I do think there's something to be said about the simplicity. Hello. I completely agree. I completely <laughs> yeah, agree. Because it's literally agree. like old school pen and paper notepad. That's how it but feels. But it's like, put on, your, put on your phone. That's how it feels. That's how I it feels. Yeah. I know. And I'm now like I have, I have an iPad now, and I feel like a mom. Like I was telling oh my, my friend last night, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch Love Island on my iPad." She's like, "Are you 40?" Um, okay, but... I guess I'm 65 because I've been doing that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that not the so, thing? I don't know. I've never had an iPad, so it's like new for me. I guess. Like, yeah. I just feel like an iPad is really like a, it's like a grown moment, you know. It is. I used to read books on my iPad, then I got a Kindle. Yeah. So now I read the books yeah. on the Kindle and I watch YouTube on the iPad while I, I work. I, I'm like, honestly, it's a real game changer for me. So it is a whole purely because of screen. watching Love Island. Yeah, oh, exactly. I gotta, I gotta get back into that because it's the new season that's out right now. I haven't yeah. ever since like Tommy Molly May season. I'm just like, that's it for me. I'm retired. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was yeah. top tier. I know, I know, and I, I know, and I don't know how, like, this season does not compare at that level, but it still just hooks you in every time. I told my friend yesterday, I was like, you need to start watching, but there's 30 episodes in, so, you know. And the epi- and that's the thing, like, it's literally, what, like, 60 episodes? It's like, how did they yeah. make that many? Well, I guess they're just always filming, so they just always have content. But always like, filming, then you're and it watching, comes on every night in the UK. And it co- yeah, but then they're like not doing anything, I and know. you're still so hooked. It's like they're going around I the know. villa, I know. an occasional game, <laughs> someone tucking up, and you're like, "Who is that?" It's dark. You see a little clip. <laughs> Perfect background TV. Best yeah. background TV of all time, honestly. This is true. This is true. You don't have to like pay attention for all the details. Like I've been yeah. watching Yellowstone. Kid you not, I watched episode one like five times because I was watching it while I worked. And I'm like, this is not a show where you can just like watch and multitask. At, it's not. No, at all. At all. <laughs> no. Like I, those are the shows that I have to be like, okay, I need a moment for this. Like I need to be on yeah. vacation. Like you have to like put your phone down. Like you have to be zoned in. It's a movie yeah. at this point. You can't miss anything. So yeah. <laughs> So, oh my gosh, Kim, this has been an amazing chat. Um, I am so curious where we can find you online, what yeah. you have going on. Of course, I'm going to link everything down to show notes, but you let us know like where we can find you. Yeah. So at Geneva is just at Geneva on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the places. Um, so definitely if you're looking for Geneva, find us there. I am, I'm Kim Johnson dot underscore on Instagram because- who took your name? name? Who did It's really that? ridiculous. And I want to talk to her, but that's neither here nor there. It's really- We got to contact I Instagram. I know. You got some pull though. I know. Be like, hi, this is Kim from Geneva. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just hi. <laughs> hey, it's me, you guys. Hey, it's me. I know you know. Um, yeah. We're all in tech. Okay. So <laughs> I know you know who I am. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do that after this. I'm going to do that after this podcast. Um, so that's me on Instagram. And then on Twitter, I'm just hi underscore Kim Johnson. Um, oh, I love that. So you can find me those places. And my email is just Kim at Geneva.com. So if you're like, oh, I want to learn more about Geneva after this or I want to make a home, hit me up. I'm yeah. totally here. Do you have a community on Geneva? Is there one that we can find? Do I? Ha- yes. So actually, we have a homeowner's home on Geneva, which is for anyone Ooh. who's building a community. Anyone can join. It's a nice space to like, if you're new to the app and you just want to pop around, it's a nice space to get a feel for what Geneva is, what you can do there. But the other thing I would say, I mean, Geneva is available on iOS, Android, desktop, all the places. The other thing I would say is definitely if you're interested in finding some communities on Geneva, um, check out our Instagram um, because we have uh, a bunch of different links to different communities for cities or books or any different topics that, that people might be interested in. I love that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me for the conversation. Thank you. It was so, this was so fun. I'm so glad we did this and thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.